Hello and welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. It is season two. I am one of the hosts of this show. My name is Gabe Whitehurst. Sitting across from me is... Leif Schreiber. The other host of this show, <laughs> Leif Schreiber, in the studio. He took a break from that show he's making, Ray Donovan. Yeah. And he's here now. You know, I was just in so many movies in the early <laughs> 90s or mid-90s. You look so, a lot different yeah. in person. You have red hair and a beard. I'm also 20 years, 30 years younger than mm. I was a few minutes ago. How'd you do it? <laughs> um, I uh, I ate a worm and then absorbed its uh, oh, uh, memories. And wait, then, don't uh, give away too much. Oh, you. okay. Uh, so today... on the I'm int- Matt. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, that's Matt. Um... He's just acting all crazy, like usual. Yeah. <laughs> Today on the show, <laughs> we got some things to get to, but I will give a quick intro of the movie we will be discussing. We're mm-hmm. excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies we've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I say that in all truthfulness, <laughs> but not really. The January 1998 film, Phantom. We're going to get to Phantoms in a minute. Yes. Um, welcome to season two, everyone. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long and winding road. Yes. doesn't feel that long, though. We started yeah, in February doesn't. or something. Yeah, we started uh, last week of January. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's dude. like the end of April right now. Uh, or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That makes me sad. This year is just like uh, a torpedo going time, a thousand million bajillion miles an hour. Time is ticking away, my friend. It is. Um, so to kick off the season, we mentioned this in our little intro episode. If you haven't listened, go mm-hmm. back. We talk about 1998 and how beautiful and amazing it was. Mm-hmm. But Matt has got us playing a special little game now. But we'll wait till after the movie. Oh. Don't tell them yet. I thought we were going to do it before. No, let's do it after. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm making an executive decision great. right now. Thanks for telling me earlier. This is great. No problem. Um, so... <laughs> Just look forward to that then. Look forward to it. <laughs> We've we got a game. <laughs> After we make you listen to us for an hour, you have to stay to listen to us talk about a game. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. It will. I'm going to win, by the way. You probably are. So, anything you want to talk about before we get into this amazing movie? Mm-hmm. Time is ticking away, Matt. <laughs> you said this earlier. Time is ticking away. Um, uh, no. No. There's nothing I want to talk about. Okay. My life is uninteresting. All right. That's good. That's to be expected. Sometimes it's better. Uh, all right. So, Phantoms. I'm going to read this tagline and then we'll get into the movie. Mm-hmm. Here we go 150 dead and 350 missing in the tiny mountain town of Snowfield, Colorado. 
And that's only the beginning. Shouldn't they all be dead? I don't know why it says they're missing. Yeah, maybe they're dead. I mean, they're dead, but we haven't gotten there. But maybe they're just not physically there. They're just gone. They're dead. Well, yeah, they're dead, but I mean, they were consumed. Well, then this movie is ultra confusing because they couldn't even get their tagline (laughs) right. It is kind of confusing. The director of this movie was a man named Joe Chappelle. I uh, like Dave Chappelle. Like Dave Chappelle, um, only Joe. Yeah, he directed a few episodes of Fringe, which for the most part was a great, great show. Never watched it. He directed The Skulls Two. Never watched it. <laughs> which is, which is not the highest bar of of cinema. Uh, I didn't see the skull. We talked about the skulls the other night with Josh Reebok at a bar. Oh, did we? Uh, with Joshua Jackson was in it. It was like this, like Ivy League fraternity like oh oh yeah yeah yeah. like like the masons basically and then there's a lot of stuff going on i would never saw the skulls but joe Chappelle directed the skulls too Uh, it sounds like there needed to be a sequel it sounds (laughs) like that plot is aching for a sequel definitely um so i'm just gonna you interrupt me i have the cast here you can no um, go ben Ben affleck stars in this movie a very young ben affleck he looks like he's about 16 in this movie he looks very young He's not. He's probably, I don't know, late 20s. Uh, he plays the sheriff. Liev Schreiber is in this movie. He's a deputy, Deputy mm-hmm. Stu. The great Peter O'Toole, who was in The Stuntman that we reviewed last season. Mm-hmm. Much is, older. Uh, mu- yeah, he's, he's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Rose McGowan, she was pretty big in the 90s. Yeah. She was in Charmed. Yeah. And uh, a few other movies. She was always kind of like a sex She has that like alternative person. look. You know, like grunge. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, uh, Joanna Going. Never heard of her, but she was nope. the main character in this in this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And then Nikki Cat, who was in this oh, for a short time, they set him up to be main character. He dies. <laughs> so, they set him up to be the main character. No, to be a main character. Oh, I mean, he he was there for a while. And oh, and, the other gar- Stephen or whatever. The, the other deputy. S- Steve. Steve or Stephen. I don't remember. Yeah, Steve. Steve. S- Steve Shannon was yeah. his name. Okay. So. That's the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some trivia. Again, hit me with some if you do. This is, uh, according to IMDb, this is one of the chief, interesting, mm-hmm. one of the chief cinematic influences of Konami's original Silent Hill on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, I read that. Um, I love Silent Hill. I love the first one. And I also like the second and the third one. But um, I don't know. I didn't really feel like, maybe like in the beginning when they're in the town walking yeah. through it and it's vacated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar. But everything else is, I don't right. know. I don't know if I can, unless um, whoever made it, Iwo Jima, what's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Kojima. Hideo Kojima yeah. came out and said like, hey, you know, this influenced me. Then I would believe it. Right. But, it, it, there's not a lot of like Silent Hilly uh, cinematography or, yeah, it's dark and it snows a lot, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Remember the Silent Hill movie? Didn't watch it. From the early no, 2000s? No, didn't watch it. <laughs> Did not watch it. Uh, that's the only piece of trivia I had about this movie. So I guess the only other thing that was interesting is that this premise of this movie is based around a real theory called the flatworm theory where well, if you like... Yeah, the movie's not based on that. Well, that theory it's, is in loose, the movie. it's loosely based on the same idea. Yes, that, sort of. That uh, like if you grind up a flatworm and you like feed it to another flatworm that flatworm will be able to solve a maze that the other flatworm has already been through faster than if it hadn't consumed the flatworm. Yes. So they learn whatever they consume. They learn what the... Yes. Their feelings in their brain or whatever. And they absorb memories. Yes. I did read that in in this movie, it's a little bit more... Like the research wasn't as conclusive... Yeah, it's still not conclusive. Right. I don't think that they ever fully went through with the study because it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Like, why do you care if a flatworm can... I mean, that's kind of crazy if that's actually true. I guess uh, so. We should try it out on Does people. I mean, if I eat you, yeah. then I'll get all your memories. <laughs> yeah, here. I'm going to offer you my arm. <laughs> uh. Um. So, yeah, that that's cool. This is based on a book by Dean Koontz. I haven't read, yeah. it. I haven't read any Dean Koontz, but... Yeah, either. Uh, Pretty it's... influential novelist, though. Yeah. In the he's, 90s. He's written a lot of stuff. Suspense, horror, mystery. Yeah. I'm sure the book is better than the movie. <laughs> that's what they always um, say. That's what book nerds... That's what book nerds... Yeah. ...always say. Yeah. So that that's all I have for Phantoms. I had mm-hmm. never seen this movie. Let's get into no, it. No. Let's get into it. Well, I would say that the scores are important just so we can get a good idea of what we're in for here. 
26 on Metacritic, 5.4 on IMDb, mm. one star from Ebert, and then 13% <laughs> from Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't read Ebert's review, but I would like to now. It's funny. Okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not into it. I'll say that. All right. All right, so we open with uh, two sisters riding into a town in a Jeep. One of them is using a car phone, which I thought was interesting. It's like, how oh. big were car phones in the 90s? Yeah, like with the cord and everything? Yeah, with the cord. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the younger sister, who is Rose McGowan, uh, what was her name in the movie? Lisa. Lisa. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, she's like getting away from her boyfriend in California or something. Apparently he's a bad dude. I don't know. And her older sister, Jennifer, works in the town. She's a doctor. Um, they drive into the town and uh, apparently it's a small town but it's like a tourist trap in the summer so there's a lot of people that come for mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they come in the summer for they I didn't really know, explain you know, it hiking hiking know, fishing yeah they said 4,000 people in the summer 400 in the winter yeah which doesn't make sense because it's cold shouldn't it be the reverse shouldn't it be a skiing destination no it's all about the hiking I guess so. the summer hiking you know they should really tap into that winter audience though <laughs> because they're they were losing a lot of money yeah but it's winter time now it's winter so, time yeah so they go into the town and they talk about how like how quiet it is. Yeah, and they, they pass a car on the street that's running and there's, there's nobody in it. No there's nobody in. on the street. Just a media mystery, really. Really, I was captivated. I mean, I was scared point. right now. Yeah, I was scared, dude. <laughs> I was so scared. Uh, so like I mentioned, Jennifer is a doctor and works in the town, and they go to her office. So she has like a home office area, and they find a dead old lady on the floor. Uh, there's no blood. She's got like purple veins running down her legs. And She's arms. the housekeeper. She's the housekeeper. Um, and then <laughs> they still think the killer's in the house, I guess. And they hear the creaking of the floorboards yep. above them and they freak out a little bit. They freak out and they run out. Yeah, but there's no suspense. They just like, there's no urgency. The movie starts off with a bang with this dead woman in the kitchen. Yeah. No one's in the town. She's dead. And she's all, like you said, she's got these veins popping out. She's gross. Mm-hmm. Her skin's all, I don't know, like. Mucusy. Like someone took a turkey baster and pumped her full of juices and she's just sitting there and she's all dead and stuff. Gooey. Gross. And, yeah, you dude. can stop. So but what, <laughs> they they think it's a murder though. Like there's no yeah. there's no blood, there's no anything. Yeah. Who would murder someone like that? Just with poison, maybe? I don't, I don't know. The choker. I have a question though. Did she work in this town? It seemed like she was taking they were both taking some time she off. She did because to go home or something. Because there's a sign outside the building that said Jennifer or whatever their oh. last name is, MD. So she was just bringing her sister over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, housekeeper. They try to leave, but guess what, Matt? They can't leave. Because the car doesn't start. Of course the car doesn't, doesn't start. start. Otherwise we don't really have much of a movie. Even though it was just running. Just running. Perfectly. Perfectly fine. It just won't start. There would be no uh, suspense if the car started and they were able to get away. There'd be That's no movie. true. You know what? Movies should be not about what you can't do, but what you can do. I don't know. It's a that's a presidential quote. Or you know something. what I mean? Like yeah. they, should, they you shouldn't you you shouldn't fall into these tropes. Yeah. Like we expect the car not to start. Make the car yeah. start. Ask and then not we, what your movie can do for you. Ask what you can do for your movie. <laughs> you may not know it, but you are full of stars. Stars. Um, so, the, yeah, they can't start the car, but they want to go to the cops because they think that somebody's in the house that killed this lady. They get to the police station, and uh, Guess what? the cop is dead. He's dead, too. He looks exactly the same. He's all gooey. He's gooey and purple. He had, like, ultra snot coming out of his nose, bro. Like, yeah. yellow. Like, it was like the flu times five. Well, when you die, you uh, excrete fluids <laughs> of all kinds. I thought that was just out of your butt, not your nose. Everywhere. Don't don't you soil yourself when you die? I think if you die <laughs> traumatically, like in shock. Dude, we go out of this world just... With a bang. No dig- no dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you are. I will not be cleaning you up. If you're you Bruce die. Willis in Armageddon, you went out of this world with dignity. You did, and you did go out with a bang because you died in a huge <laughs> explosion you died on explosion. a meteor. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Armageddon. Glad we didn't get that movie this time. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's all gross. He's on the floor. But yeah. you know what? What? He has a gun. He had a gun, and he was shooting bullets when he died. Three rounds. Three rounds. But you know what? Another weird mystery, Matt. There's no blood. There's no blood. Dude, what is There's this? There's no blood. There's no... You can't see the impact from the bullets. Um, and then they're, they're scared. They're scared, so they, they grab some guns, and... Uh, yeah. And and Jennifer doesn't know how to load the gun. She's yeah. like, how do you load this thing? And Lisa pulls the gun, and she just loads it immediately. 
And she says a great line. Yeah, what'd she say? She says, see, LA is good for something. Oh my gosh, stop <laughs> it. What, 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 is she in a, what is she in the crypts? Is she a blood now? Yeah, she's so hard, dude. And she loads up a shotgun. Like, who's walking around LA with a, with a 12 gauge? <laughs> it's not sawed off either. It's a full on, like, sheriff's yeah. shotgun. Her crew, man. You don't know who she rolls with. All of a sudden, she's an action hero. She had to get away from her boyfriend. Her terrible <laughs> right. boyfriend that was influencing she, she her. She took uh, shooting lessons with a shotgun, apparently. Yeah. So I wrote down that this is this is the fastest escalation to a movie <laughs> I've ever seen. I it's think. immediate, which I was thankful for. I was yeah. glad I didn't have to slog through it. Although I think it could have used a little bit more suspense. It, it could have used some good acting and some good direction. <laughs> some that good writing that might have helped a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was not the best in any of those three uh, realms. But they go to a local bakery because Jennifer says that the people that work there are always there. Um, they, they look through this dark bakery and it's suspenseful, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. And and they see an old woman's hands with a rolling pin, but her body's gone. So it's just yeah. some hands yeah. on a table. Severed at the wrist. Spoopy. Hold, needing fresh dough. Yeah. Like holding onto the rolling pin. <laughs> yeah. But those hands aren't purple. They're just... No, they're just severed. They're just severed hands. So again, so we're already a little confused. Yeah. So far, this murderer or whoever or whatever hasn't done that, and yeah. now there's some severed hands. These girls have entered into a world of horror, Matt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is horrific. They, they they just. What would you do if you walked into a kitchen and saw your your mother's hands needing some dough? <laughs> Jeez, that wasn't her mom. The, I know, but still. What would know. I do if I saw my mom's hands? Someone's hands. Um, I, I, uh, what's, who are you to say that I haven't? Uh, all right, all right, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, they see those hands and yeah. so they freak out and, but you know what? They smell some fresh pies baking in the oven. They smell and they hear the oven going. They hear the oven going. They walk over in a, in a, a sequence that takes a little too long to it's, an oven. It's probably about a minute, <laughs> a minute and a half. Of shows the time. oven, shows their hands, shows yeah. the oven, shows their face. They reach for the oven really slowly, and one of them says, "Like it can't be." Oh, she goes, "She goes, it's just a bunk cake. It's just a bunk cake. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a bunk cake." Because they think there's gonna be body parts in there for yeah. some reason, right? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it would have smelled like delicious barbecue if that were the case. True, roasting human flesh. They open it up. They rip open the oven. Mm-hmm. It's just some pies. Just some pies. Some homemade. So they were right. Yeah, but then until the heads fall. No, 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 no. What? Even more suspenseful. Blood. Oh, the blood dripping. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it does make that hissing it sound. It sizzles down on the top of the pie, which is a good good little thing. And then for some reason, there's two heads. Two heads. That fall down from the top part of the oven. Yeah. And they scream and they close the oven. It was, uh, it was very Sweeney Todd. They just keep those heads cooking in there. Yeah. This is uh, Lovett's meat pies. <laughs> so now we have a serial killer on the loose who's cutting heads off. Mm-hmm. And then a phone rings. So they go answer the phone, and there's like a demonic voice on the other side. You can't really understand it's it. Like, it's like static. Yeah, it's sort of. Static and the weird guttural noise that Some Gabe sounds. was just making. Yeah. Um, they walk down the hallway, and you see a figure in the dark behind them, and you think, man, they're going to they're gonna die. Dude, they're dead. And then they see another figure in front of them, and then it turns out it's just the local cops. It's just 12-year-old Ben Affleck. And Lee Schreiber. Yeah, just creeping around this house, Yep. this bakery place. Yep, so they, um, I guess they don't confront them, but they, they pull their guns away, and then they inspect the place. Uh, it's Stu, who is Lee Schreiber, and then uh, Bryce, who is Ben Affleck, and Steve, who is the other guy that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Steve doesn't last for very long, so I won't get into him, but Stu and Bryce have this kind of weird relationship where Bryce is in control, I guess. He's, He's kind of the alpha. Yeah, yeah. And then Stu is like this really weird, such a weird character. Yeah, they we'll, kind of try to make it make sense later, but... We'll get back to Stu. He's just a creeper. Yeah, he's just kind of detached and weird. Mm-hmm. He, he's not really scared. He's just kind of awkward. He's like a cocky sidekick. Yeah. So they go outside and uh, they hear a whistle. I guess it's like a train whistle. And it's super loud. Mm-hmm. Extremely loud. And it sets off all of the car alarms in the town. And then all the lights shut off except for one building. And yeah. uh, you got to go there. The town freaks out, like you said. Yeah. Like the lights go off, off and on, off and on, and all the old car alarms and all the building alarms. For about 30 or 40 yeah, seconds. Yeah, I was going to say, that yeah. took that took a little took a too while. long. But it's kind of creepy because literally the whole town is just like going crazy with all this sound. And then all of a sudden, blackout. And there's one yeah. place on, and that place is called the Candlelight Inn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the Candlelight Inn. 
The, the lights are always on there. Let's go. Yeah. So they go. Uh, Bryce is suspicious of Stu already. There's a really weird dynamic about them. He asks him if he's like, okay. Like, what's wrong with him? He kind of yells at him a little bit. Hmm. Uh, just developing plot, or not developing plot, but developing their relationship. Well, I, I think that happens once they get to this inn because he yeah. starts to act. He's, he acts kind of strange. Yeah. So. Yeah. But when they get to the inn, they hear music upstairs, and Stu and Bryce go to check on it. Yes. Uh, and then eventually everybody else follows them. It's really weird. They're like, stay here. And they go up, and then everybody else <laughs> comes up like 10 seconds later. Yeah. Um, but Bryce opens a closet, and he has a vision of a kid pointing a gun at him. Yeah. Just disappears like after that. a flash, and the kid's gone. Yeah. Um, Lisa and Jennifer and Steve also come up at this point. Stu opens a room and finds a woman like decomposing in this bed. Yeah, same same body type. Yeah, as, or same result as yeah. the first two dead bodies. Her skin's just like saggy and, and full purple of purple, fluid and, and blah. Yeah, blah. blah. Um, and then, <laughs> in probably the weirdest scene in the movie, Stu like looks at the body and like he looks around and he sits on the bed and he pulls his gloves off Slowly. and he starts caressing the thigh of this and this old dead woman. This, I think it's a girl. I think it's a younger girl. Oh, just I looks thought weird. It was, I was like an old woman. But yeah. yeah, he goes, you want to tell me what's going on here? Yeah. To and, the dead body, and he laughs. And yeah. he's kind of weird, again, detached, just creepy. He's like, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. No, no, no. He's, no, he makes a joke to the dead body. He goes, tell me what's going on here. Yeah. And so he sits there, and he takes his gloves off and gingerly caresses her thigh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ben Affleck is in the doorframe. He goes, what are you doing, Stu? Yeah. He turns around. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Just leave Schreiber things. Uh, and, and Ben Affleck says, looking for clues. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> and then he, he's like, come out here and watch the hallway. Yeah. So Stu is a creep. Stu can't be trusted. Why is he? He's not affected. He's just like, he's like happy that this happened. If you got a Stu in your life. Get rid of Stu. Leave Schreiber. You're better than this man. <laughs> you weren't great in this movie. As we'll see in Spear. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Bryce finds a room that was locked from the inside. So it's a bathroom. A bathroom in a bedroom. In yeah. a bedroom. And it was locked from the inside. There's no other entryway. There's no window to get in. But it's locked mm -hmm. from the inside. So intrigue. Um, and on the writing on the window, it says, Timothy the Flight, Ancient Enemy. It says, no. Timothy Flight, the Doc, ancient Dr. enemy. Dr. Timothy Flight. The ancient enemy. The ancient enemy. Yeah. On the mirror in lipstick. On the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bathroom. He has to break the door in to get there. He shows, he's interested because he wants to show Jennifer. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he needs her professional opinion. I think he's <laughs> She's like, a doctor, dude. Yeah, he's like, you're a doctor. You yeah. should see this. But yeah. it has nothing to do with being a doctor. She's yeah. smart. Oh, I, th I think he knows that she works there or something because she says, who's Timothy Flight? And he goes, I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. Oh, yeah. So, she knows that he's... She, he knows that she's from the town. Right. So she may know. So they don't know who Timothy Flight is, but it, the ancient enemy. The ancient enemy. Who wrote this? Somebody who doesn't like the ancient enemy. Also, can we keep this in mind? Because they never go back to this, by the way. I'm just realizing now. What? The, 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 the mirror and the lipstick. We don't know who wrote it. They never, oh. wrap, they never wrap it up. Well, they... I think it's implied. <laughs> right? We'll get to it. It is? Implied? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, maybe I missed it, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stu hears a noise at this point, and he finds a bunch of watches and belts and other metal things, like a pacemaker on this bed, and it's all covered in slime. It's the room where the dead body was, the woman. Yeah. So we don't really know what it, it is at this point. But it, it is, is. It's a heaping pile of just metal objects. Yeah. There's a, a watches, a gold tooth, yeah. a pacemaker. They pick it up. And they're like, what is this? And she's like, it's a pacemaker. Mm -hmm. So like, strange and keepsakes. Everyone is so eager to touch evidence in this movie. <laughs> they just want to touch everything, man. They just man. don't know, dude. They pick up the slimy pacemaker and then throw it or whatever and get rid of it. Mm. Jeez, man. You think people would know how to interact with a crime scene. Yeah. You know? No, not in, uh, not in this Colorado town. <laughs> Uh, they find another disembodied hand downstairs, and they're all like, this wasn't here when we came in. And it's holding a tube of lipstick. It's holding a tube of lipstick. So it was the person who wrote on the mirror. It was the, it was the worms. It was the worms. <laughs> the worms. The evil ancient worms. There's no worms. I don't know what you're talking about, but there's no worms in this movie. Oh, they'll explain. we'll explain the worms later. Anyway, there's a human hand with lipstick. We have to assume it was the person who was in the bathroom who wrote this on the mirror. We mm -hmm. don't know, but... 
they freak out because it wasn't there before. Yeah. Right. Just like the pile of junk on the bed wasn't there before. Yes. So these are sneaky monsters. Um, and then they hear that music again. So they turned off the music that made them go upstairs initially and they hear the music again. Mm-hmm. Um, spoopy. So then they hear a woman screaming outside saying help. And then help Steve me. is like, oh, everybody's way here. I'm going to go I'm immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, no hesitation. So he was, he's a good guy. I don't know why the monster wanted him, but. What monster are you talking about? We haven't gotten to any monsters we'll, yet, man. We'll find out, man. Dude, this could still be a serial killer. <laughs> the movie's killer. called Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. He's real. Disembodying people and yeah. choking them to death. But Steve S- runs out. Steve runs out, and then he gets snatched. See by, you, Steve. <laughs> by something. He, he gets taken out right out of his boots. His yeah. boots fall on the ground. Snatched so hard, his boots came off. And then they run outside after him, and he's gone. And they're like, what? What? Ben Affleck's, what? He's super <laughs> confused looking around. And... Um, at this point, um, Bryce contacts the National Guard, but his communication is broken up by the demon voices. Yeah, they're talking to someone. They hear them. Yeah. And then they like, well, you're, you're breaking up. Yeah. He does get some vital information to them about where they're at and all that stuff. So... He gets some of it out. Yeah. Um, Stu confronts Bryce about his attraction to Jennifer. Um, and then he also says, like, oh, that his, her sister's cute too, or something, or younger sister. He's Just, getting, Stu's getting some sick pleasure out of whatever is happening. Yeah. He's, uh, he's standoffish. He's mm-hmm. weird. He, he's like, well, I guess there's no help coming. Yeah. And he gets up to leave, and Affleck's like, no one's leaving, man. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. And, and they have an awkward exchange, power struggle. Yeah. It, it, you gotta have matter. that weird, creepy archetype, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then the phone rings. And the phone rings. Does it? Yep. Yes. It's the phone s- rings, and the speakerphone picks up. Yes. And it's the demonic voices again, and some screaming. Yeah. And then they see a like a big moth. The bat. like the lights go out. Yeah. And the phone hangs up, and they see. Initially, it just looks like a bird. It's like a bird outside the window, like flapping yeah. up against the glass, just like whatever. But they don't know what you can't tell. It's dark, like a bat or a bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it kind of just scares everyone a, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And they just like go full out Western. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone mag- picks up a gun. Magnificent Seven. They yeah. just like unload on this bird. They just shoot it and they just <laughs> completely obliterate this window. <laughs> like. It's like Tarantino-esque shooting. It's like it really is. They empty Kill their Bill. clips yeah. and like destroy this wall. Yeah, it's and about it's, twenty or thirty seconds of is. straight it's, shooting. I was laughing. I was like, this, "What are you doing?" It's just like <laughs> a bird. It's just trying to get in. Dude, they're spooked. They're spooked. They unload their clips. They mm-hmm. don't even know what it is. It's comical. Yeah. And after the shooting is done, good old Stu. Good old Stu goes over to the window. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, see, man, nothing." And he's looking outside. And then a giant moth-like scorpion, scorpion moth demon creature <laughs> flies in and wraps around his face and lifts him off the ground. Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually pretty good practical. I thought it yeah. was cool. The, the effects were cool. But it wraps around in his this face. Scene. In this scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like sucking his face out through his, his eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And then it drops him and... Yeah, they, they were all going to shoot at it, but they didn't want to shoot him. And... Right. And it flies away. Um, Flies away, yeah, and then Jennifer goes to the body and diagnoses that his brain was eaten through his eye sockets and all the flesh on his face is oh, gone. Yeah, it's gross. It's pretty gross looking. Slimy red blood face. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> I think you wrote down what Lisa says here, but she assumes that this is the devil. Oh, oh, I, I didn't write it down. I recorded it. Oh, you recorded I it. I can play it. Play it. it. It might not sound great. Oh, just put it up next um, to your microphone. It'll work. Yeah, so they, they're sitting there. <laughs> looking at Stu and trying to figure out what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, as writers, we, um, we have to have a, a cliche moment where someone talks vaguely about Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so What else could it be? Let's see if we can hear this, uh, this clip. Oops. Wait. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. We're professional. We're, we're here. We're here. We're done. We're, we're deleting that. I was recording myself. <laughs> deleting that. I'm professional. Oh, God. Here we go. It ate through his face. Consumed the eyes. Most of the soft tissue. 
which is impossible. The brain alone weighs six or seven pounds. It just devoured it in, in seconds. It almost got Lisa. It almost got Lisa. No. I wanted Deputy Wargle first. Once men like him, most of all. What do you mean it wants men like you? Well, it's the devil, don't you think? <laughs> Come up from hell tonight? I think he wants to dance with us. <laughs> oh, he wants to dance with he us. He wants to dance. Oh. Dear, the devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> she goes, it's the devil, don't you think? Come up from hell tonight. <laughs> she did get kind of southern with her. Dude, like, how does she know? She's like, it wants men like him first. Yeah, so. Uh, what is she doing? This she is where know. they they kind of touch on the idea why stew is bad. So A little bit, yeah. The 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 The... the creature i'm gonna call them the worms the worms want him because he's bad and he has all these bad tendencies and they want to be scary i guess so to people they want to be intimidated sure. i have a different theory because of the way the movie ends but okay we'll get there later we'll get there later but i hope you can hear that anyway it's a f i was laughing because it's a great quote mm -hmm. and she just it's satan <laughs> come to dance come up to him and he wants to dance with us <laughs> um so this is when Wilson and Hawthorne, who are FBI agents, go and actually meet with Timothy Flight, who is Peter O'Toole. Mm -hmm. um, so they go wherever he is. He's in a big town. I don't know. But he's like a conspiracy theorist. theorist yeah, he, he writes for like a you know tabloid yeah. uh, mag magazine. Mm -hmm. But he says that you have to just be faithful to your convictions and get him out there in whatever form people mm -hmm. will take it. People think he's kind of a quack. Yeah. But he, he wrote um, a piece about the ancient enemy. Mm. So if you remember what was written on the, when the window or the mirror we talked about, uh, you know, five minutes ago or whatever, Timothy Flight, the ancient enemy. Right. Um, and they said they destroyed the Mayans. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know what the ancient enemy is, but it has a backstory in human history in the world of this movie. So um, this is where we have to establish the love interest between Bryce and Jennifer, obviously. So Bryce and Jennifer talk. Uh, Jennifer's mom is an alcoholic, so she hasn't really been around, and that's part of the reason she brought Lisa back is because she's a bad influence. Uh, Bryce went to Harvard, and he works for FBI, and he killed that kid that he had the vision of earlier. <laughs> he thought it was a, to uh, a real gun. He thought it was, it was a real gun. Of course. It was a toy. Yeah. All the cops do that, man. Yeah. So he shot that kid in cold blood and killed him. <laughs> ben Affleck killed a kid with a gun. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking all the news stories. Um, and then Bryce has to escort Lisa to the bathroom because she wants to go to the bathroom, quote unquote, but she actually wants to go have a smoke. Um, and all the while, this is intercut with um, a body bag, which is what they put Stu in, mm -hmm. in um, like a back room. They're in like an inn or something, or they're in a kitchen of some yeah. sort. Yeah, they're still in the, the, the candlelight inn, I think. Yeah, so there's water dripping, and then you get the idea that the monster worms are in the water Something. and they go into the they go into the plumbing system and so mm -hmm. when Lisa's alone in the bathroom she like reaches to pick up a cigarette that she dropped in the drain and then you turn around and Stu's there. Oh, Liev Shriver's there. Stu's there. Liev Shriver's back from the dead and he has like black eyes and yeah, his eyes do like a weird uh, men in black thing and they like blink and they have two lids or something. Yeah, and, and he then, just, he says something corny. He says like something about her being hot. Yeah. I don't know. And she screams and runs out. She screams and runs out. Uh, Bryce goes to check on it. He doesn't see Stu there. So it's obviously the worms playing a trick on uh, everyone. <laughs> I don't know why you're calling them the I'm worms. I'm not going to stop calling them the worms. <laughs> you're just going to confuse people. No. The evil people are the worms. So um, <laughs> The worms. So Bryce puts Lisa and Jennifer into a car, but the engine has been crushed. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, bad... Uh, Bad timing, bad luck there for everyone. These are clever worms. All the cars have been <laughs> disassembled in yes. the town. Yeah, they just they crushed all of them. Um, we cut back to the FBI with Flight. They're on the way to the town. And then Flight talks about mass dis disappearances throughout time. So he's basically just talking about how destructive this entity is. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Nanking, is that what it was? The Nanking... Chinese army uh, or whatever. Yeah, like 3,000 soldiers disappeared, no graves, no anything, yeah. and then it happened in England and some colonies and yeah. all these historical data, and but no explanation. So he's just saying, because they're bringing the army in, so he's saying the army is not going to be able to do anything. This right. is greater than the army. Scary. 
But Peter O'Toole, man, <laughs> he didn't waste his opportunity to be good. No. He, he's good. Yeah, he was decent. He, he bought into it. Yeah. He, he's good. He's always good. But I think this is one of his last movies, close to. Oh, I don't sure. know. I mean, he he was alive a while after this. I think I think this is pretty close. He was in Troy. So fact fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Troy in the in the mid two thousands. Oh, was he? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. This is the Brad Pitt movie with the Romans and the Yeah, it's terrible. It's a horrible <laughs> film. Uh so the FBI arrives at this point in the town. And then um, Bryce... I, I guess his message got through. It, it did? E- even though they took time to make us think it didn't. Yeah. They, no, I told you he got some information through. Yeah, I know. I, I know. But then it gets cut off and they're like, oh, man, oh, we're alone. And then like the whole cavalry comes in. They knew where to go. Yeah. They had the ancient enemy piece and the town they're in. So the FBI arrives. Bryce briefs them and flight on what he's seen. Just tells them that there's some worms causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he says. Yeah. There's some worms. Some worms causing, causing havoc. havoc. Um, and then they the the FBI brings in a team of doctors and um, scientists and scientists and military personnel. They're wearing uh, big outfits and they. they Did all, I sound like that? Is no, that I'm not okay. sure why. It just was fun to talk that way. All right. They have you know like the the, the big suits on the. What the hazmat suits. Yeah, hazmat suits on. Yeah. Yeah. And this is um, a long montage of them just working through the town trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. The um, They find undigested remains that are the necklaces and the metals left behind in this church. The monster cut the power in the sewer system. The worms cut the power in the sewer system. So that's why the phones have been cut out. Um, and then... In a church, there's a few of them, and they hear a child singing um, "Jesus Loves Me." <laughs> All right, no, that's not in the church. That's in a different part. But they hear it yeah. like through the sink, like yes. in the sewer system. Yeah, they hear a kid singing a, like a little. Is it "Jesus Loves Me"? He says, "Yeah, Jesus oh, okay. loves me." That's if creepy. I know. Um, and then a guy looks into the drain and has all this sludge burst into his face. He freaks out. Freaks he, out. He thinks he's dying, but it's just black goo, like sewage, basically. It's just black goo that's shot out of the yeah, sewer. Yeah, I know, but he's he he he's a little much of a he overreacts a little bit, and then he's like, "It's just sewage, okay." You call him a pansy? Oh, yes. What I would am. you do if sewage flew out of the sewer? I would in probably your face? vomit. But I don't <laughs> think I'd freak out. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then a couple of them find the body of this like metalhead who has like all these posters of the devil on his wall. Oh and, yeah, like, in another house in the yeah. montage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still part of the montage. Um, <laughs> he's clearly breathing and blinking, and the doctor just like kind of looks at him like he's dead. He's like, Oh, oh really? Huh. I didn't see him blink. Yeah, well, not blinking, but his eyes are moving. I just thought he was breathing. Dumb. It was so dumb because they try and make it. Again, like horror movie trope. He's got like demon paintings all over his wall. Yeah. He's like a hard rocker. He listens to Disturbed. Yeah, basically. Like he has like <laughs> drawings of like dark figure creatures and you're like, oh, maybe this guy has something to do with it. Maybe he's the source. Maybe he's... Maybe he's the head worm. Maybe he's the head worm. No, 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 no. He's just a creepy dude who, yeah. got, who got killed by the, by the demon worms. So, <laughs> but they just, let's make it scary by putting weird pictures on his wall. I was, I was spooked. Well, yeah, but again, he didn't have anything to do with it. So then they're sitting there, and they turn around, mm-hmm. and then he turns back to the bed, and the guy is gone. His, gone. Bo- his body's gone. And then he turns around back to the door, Whoa. and the guy's standing in the doorway, <laughs> and he's staring at him. And <sighs> Yeah, and uh, presumably they die. Well, but see, you haven't mentioned the, the massacre at the church. Um, that didn't happen yet. Oh. Well, yeah, we um, th- we just got to talk about that because that's why, we will. That's why they die, presumably. Before that, two dudes get eaten in the sewer. Oh. Not important. Oh yeah. The, oh, the, he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out of the sewer, and yeah, then the monster yeah. catches up. Something the, chases him. We don't see it. We don't see the worms, but we know they're worms. They're not worms. <laughs> uh, and this is the church scene. So there's a, a number of scientists in this church, um, and then. There's a dog that walks in, and they use this effect twice. They use the exact same shot twice. They do. I saw that. Yeah, where they, Peter O'Toole's in the church. Peter O'Toole's in the church with them, and uh, the shot is the back of the dog. So they zoom in on the back of this dog, and it's like a nondescript background. It's like black, and you see it bubbling. So it's kind of an alien moment where mm-hmm. an alien worm pops out <laughs> of the dog, this and big black creature worm eats everyone. It looks around, yeah. and then very much like the thing. It's kind of like a an homage to the thing because there's yeah. some dogs who do this in the thing. Mm-hmm. Big alien worm, Prometheus worm thing shoots into the face mask yeah. of this scientist in a hazmat suit, 
and like goes into his body like 20 feet. It's disgusting looking. And then consumes him. And then like when the worm is done, it, he turns back into a human. But now he's and it does it to like three other people too. That yeah, are in there. So it three kills everyone yeah. except Peter O'Toole. Except Peter O'Toole because the uh, worms ask him to write the gospel. They tell him to tell people what happened in the town. Yes. Yeah, so these the scientists die, mm-hmm. and then they stand right back up. But now you know it's it's very much like uh, the 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 movie, <laughs> yeah. where where people where creatures come from outer space and like inhabit people's bodies. Um, the oh, the remake was Nicole Kidman. It was not a good movie. Wait, you're talking but, about uh, a movie? In, Invasions of the Body Snatchers. Okay, I wasn't Invasion listening to you for a second. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's like <laughs> that. Like people people die and they come back and they're now possessed by this demon worm yeah. thing. So this dog, by the way, is a disgusting pulpy mess on the floor after the alien bursts out of it. Yeah, it has like no skin. P- poor or, dog. It's just like a black melted mass yeah, of dog goo goo dog yeah um anyway so now they do this green mile thing where they open their mouths and just go yeah. and then sound comes out uh-huh. and it's like write, write the gospel write the gospel tell the story of the worms <laughs> and peter O'Toole's like oh and he runs away yeah and this is this is what was weird to me is that the demons don't kill bryce and jennifer and lisa and i guess they try to explain it they were influential people or something, and so yeah, they the just, worms wanted to keep them. They want to leave survivors, so why not just they, leave flight? Witnesses or something. Yeah. I don't know. There are some holes, believe uh, it or not, they, in They phantoms. try to say it. They're like, we were meant to be here to get Dr. Flight mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Whatever. Uh, they're not allowed to leave the city, according to the demon. He wants them to tell the world, but they can't leave the city. Right. So he wants Flight to write the story because they know he's written about them before, and yeah. now they've, they've resurrected, they've come back. Yeah. And so all of the crew, eventually, everyone's just killed. Yeah. The whole, all the army guys that come in are just murdered. and Except for Lisa, Jennifer, Bryce, right. and Flight. Right. But all the help, the outside help except Flight. Yeah. Uh, but they're still around in their scary scientist suits because they've now been possessed by the the demon god people, and the one guy died pretty hard. Like <laughs> he died hard. <laughs> they were standing outside, freaking out, and they're like, "It's everywhere! It's all through the town! Oh, we can't do anything about it!" And then it cut. This black puddle comes up through the asphalt. Oh yeah, yeah. The and, black guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the, he's like the head uh, army guy. Yeah. And it shoots up into his mask, and then it kills him in a... That was a stool, by the way. That was, <laughs> that was not Matt farting. That was Gabe farting. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was they not a not fart. even hear that. <laughs> I think they will. I think that was pretty loud. Uh, the black thing shoots up into his mask and fills it up with liquid yeah, black him. goo and like drowns him. It's pretty, yeah. pretty violent. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's... And he pulls a shred of glass out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. A giant piece of glass. From his face mask. It's, yeah, because he's a messenger now. They it make looked him real. Messenger. Like, that like was pretty real good. glass? No. no. just It was like, they didn't cut away. Like, he pulled it out, and it was like seven inches long. Well, I don't think it was glass. No, but, but I'm... Yeah, I'm it sure it was... a piece of plastic, but yeah. it, I don't know how... It, I don't know. It looked very real to me, <laughs> pulling out of his mouth. Yeah. Anyway, now he's a demon... And he, mm-hmm. he says something, he says the same thing, like, write the gospel, and then he falls over, mm-hmm. and for some reason, he dies, he disappears, yeah. and it, all this black sludge black spills goo, out of his helmet, yeah. so it's weird. They didn't need his body. The demon can't make up its mind <laughs> on how it wants to kill people. Yeah. The demon wasn't <laughs> written very well. Right, so I'm uh, going back to the heads in the oven, what's the point? I don't understand, was it just to scare them? Just to be spoopy. Just like the demon one knew they were making a horror movie and yes. they just wanted to be scary, the hands, yes. the heads, I don't understand. Gabe, why don't you just accept movies at face value? Why do you think so critically about things? I can't, because I've been taught to actually think for myself, and I'm trying to do that here. Yes. Whatever. So, so the demon can't make up its mind. The demon can't make up its mind, and that guy dies. Um, and this is where we get into like this is what I hated about a couple of our next movie as well. <laughs> I'll do a spoiler. But there's so much like pseudoscience BS in this movie that just pops up out of nowhere. They have to explain so many things that they set up and then now the last twenty minutes of the movie, like, oh oh crap, we have to actually explain stuff. Well, yeah, you gotta make it semi plausible. Uh, I guess so. So Flight explains the flat worm theory, which is why I've been calling them the worms. And I explained earlier, if you feed a flatworm a ground-up flatworm, they learn what the other worm already knew. Um, so Theoretically. 
yeah, that's the whole like premise of this movie is that the demons know everything about everyone in this town, what they're afraid of and all that stuff because they've consumed every person in this town. Yeah. Um, and that the worms think they're demons because the people in the town thought they were demons. Yeah. That's basically what they say. So, so the doctor, Dr. Flight, <clears throat> by the way, at this point in the movie, all the army is dead and they, they came in the town with this giant impenetrable tank vehicle that's a lab on wheels mm-hmm. and they say it can withstand mortar fire. You Point blank mortar yeah, fire. Yeah, it's like designed to withstand a terrorist attack. You can't attack, mm-hmm. you can't break it or whatever. So they have this lab at their, at their disposal. And Dr. Flight's trying to analyze what this stuff is in the lab. He's got a sample of it. This black goo that mm. somehow is still there. And he realizes the reason you're calling this worms, he realizes that it's basically like fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. It's like living organisms from deep down in the earth that have consumed people over the last millennia. Since the dawn of time, people die, their remains go down to the earth. These, this like uh, entity, basically, like this dark entity not from space but from our own mysterious planet yeah as he says and so it's like it's like fossil fuel it's like oil like petroleum and uh so they're 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 worms (laughs) (laughs) and now they're demon worms somehow um and so they're just magically they learn this and then i right they open a cabinet yeah he opens a cabinet to see what they might have at their disposal to fight this entity this thing yeah and they have a great argument where Ben Affleck is like convincing him that it can be killed, and he said it can't be killed. It's it's so uh, long. Yeah, they spend like five minutes talking about how to kill this thing, and yeah. basically what Bryce surmises is that they've been unchallenged for so long that they don't know fear. They think they're immortal. They think they're immortal. Yes. Um, and so they find this chemical. Another weird thing is that they like they turned off the lights. So that it couldn't hear them because I guess that the monsters like use the electrical grid to yeah, monitor to listen people. to them. Yeah, so they allowed them to live. They think they're in there doing something to to write the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... Even though they could hear them debating on how to kill it before that, before they turned mm-hmm. off the lights. Right. So yeah. So they 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 get some chemicals together that basically chemicals that dissolve oil, the same mm-hmm. stuff you use in an oil spill in the ocean to, to fight oil. It eats oil and and like basically eats away at it like bacteria. Mm-hmm. They mix it together, and that's how they're going to kill it. So they're going to kill it. But they have to deliver it to the monster to get it in the monster. They have to go get a flare gun from another. It's <laughs> a great pod. scene. Now Ben Affleck. So they've made this injection. This is like these like these these darts basically. Yeah. Affleck leaves the the thing, mm-hmm. and it takes like twenty minutes. Yeah. He walks out. He steps out into the night air. He's looking around. Are there any demon worms out here? No, but there's another Labrador <laughs> retriever yeah. sitting there watching him, just sitting quietly. <laughs> just sitting. And it's the, mo- it's the monster, and it has inhabited the body of a dog, or, or it, can, mm-hmm. it, can, it can shapeshift, basically. It can like, yeah. take on forms. Yeah. Which I have a question like about that thing, later. Right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like the thing. Yeah. And so it's this dog sitting there, and Affleck knows it's a demon dog, <laughs> and it's eyeballing him, <laughs> and it's he's eyeballing the demon dog. He walks over to another weird lab, mm. and the dog like growls at him. It's supposed to be so tense, yeah, but it's just funny. He, yeah, he starts to enter the code, and the dog's <laughs> like, and he turns around and looks at it, and he's always oh, he gonna get me. I don't yeah. know. He opens the door slowly. Yeah, the dog just watches him. He goes inside, gets his flare gun. Anyway, he yeah, he finds a gun, not a flare gun. It's like a dart, like a air pressurized like rifle, but it yeah. shoots syringes. Flares. basically. sure. <laughs> he gets it. He comes. Oh, oh, and when he's inside, then the black guy comes back. Yes. To scare him. Yeah. And he's watching him. He's not goo no mo. No, and he opens his mouth again and does so, makes a weird sound. Yeah. Uh, nothing happens. No. Nope. He just disappears nope. again. Just some tension. Yep. Then Affleck has to walk all the way back outside and all the way back to the other lab, and the dog is watching him the whole time. Whatever. He's back in the lab. They put in the gun. Now we're ready to go. Now we're ready to go. And uh, so they don't know how to lure the monster out into one place like it's yes. all spread up but they need to get it into one big mass so they all agree that flight needs to stand outside and He's go bait go the the mega worm out and so um you know he he just taunts him he says that he needs to see the big worm and so the little ones if he's to tell the world he has to have to see all of you he has to see all of it you know to tell the true glory of the worms 
yeah, to tell their story, he has to see you in one big piece. You got to see all the worms. <laughs> and so we cut away and like look at him for a second. You cut back and it's all the dead people in the town. That was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. But did you notice the guy in the front who was like zombie pose? Yes, like, he was totally But nobody pose. else was that way. Yeah. So he looked really out of place. He was a walking dead. Yeah. Pre, pre-walking like, dead Scott, zombie. we don't want yeah. you to stand like that. Oh, dang it, Scott. <laughs> we, haven't, we already shot this. This I'm, is I'm, how I stand. <laughs> I can't go uh. back and cut this out, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, they're all watching him. Yeah. And then they all do this weird combining thing with a bad CGI effect. Yeah, it looks like a uh, Hexus. They, it does look like Hexus from <laughs> Fern Gully. They yeah. turn into this big CGI worm tornado of black <laughs> of black goo. It's really bad Worm CGI. tornado is almost as good as Sharknado. <laughs> yes, and it's throwing cars around. And Affleck run, runs outside with the, the girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's kind of a funny moment. Uh, Peter O'Toole's like, now, now would be a good time yeah. <laughs> to shoot it. And so they pump it full of this disease, this bacteria, and it freaks out and retreats back down into the sewers. Mm-hmm. And so Bryce chases the worms down the sewer uh, while Jen and Lisa are confronted by Stu, who comes back from Again. the dead. Uh, and Schreiber is hilarious in this scene. <laughs> like, he makes all these like dumb jokes. They run into a house. Yeah. And then, yeah, leave Schreiber is there. Yeah. And... He, he's like half of a person. How does he? He's just he's shape shifted. He's like the dog, right? Well, he's there. He's the worms. Do they blow his legs off with a shotgun? They shoot him. I, know, to... I mean, I know they they kill him, but <laughs> yeah. like he's there, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have any legs, and he's got tentacles and everything coming out of him. Yeah, they blow his legs off, and then yeah, um, yeah. and then Jennifer sticks a syringe on the end of her shotgun. Yes. And shoots the syringe out of the shotgun. Like, yeah. how would that even... I don't know. How would that work? Yeah, but he basically chases them through this house, up the up like a ladder, in, in an attic. through the rafters in an attic. Yeah. And it, it, some good practicals here. His tentacles would like reach up and wrap around stuff. And yeah. It was gross. It's kind of creepy. But yeah, they, they confront... He confronts them. He's about to kill them, and they shoot him with a shotgun syringe, mm-hmm. and he dies, and they blow his face off with yeah. a shotgun, too. And it's a close-up shot of a face just ripping to shreds mm-hmm. yeah so he did. he's goodbye dead. Stu. goodbye Stu. finally <laughs> once and for all yeah uh so down in the sewers bryce is confronted by the boy again that he saw earlier the vision of he just like comes out and which wasn't even in the town he was like 10 years ago he yeah. did this why is he there yeah and you know, know he just says like you're gonna kill me again oh yeah know? he's like he's like you just love to shoot you little boys or <laughs> something <laughs> Ben Affleck loves to shoot little boys. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the boy picks up one of the vials. He like picks it up. I don't remember why he picks it up. Uh, like Affleck drops. He gets hit by the monster yeah, somehow. He drops, all, he all, drops all these vials. And the boy picks it up. And Affleck shoots the vials. And the kid's like, ah. Yeah, gets all it over him. Sprays on him. Yeah. yeah. So he dies. So um, it kills all the worms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Flight says... Um, at the end, he like leaves them, and uh, the, he's talking to Bryce and, and Jennifer and Lisa, and then uh, he says, you know, it wanted me to tell the world, so that's what I'm going to do. And he just walks away like a, like a badass. Yeah, he's going to tell about the crazy encounter they had. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I don't know if they were crazy about that, but they didn't stop him. Well, I mean, they were like, no, don't. no, no, they're not going to keep it a secret. I mean, they're going to yeah. tell people about this, this danger. But the worms are going to come back. <laughs> they are. I don't know. <laughs> but we cut to the final scene, which is um, in a bar, mm-hmm. and you're watching this clip of Flight talking about the on TV ancient enemy. He's telling yeah. the story. He's like me and four other people bested this ancient power in the in small my, town of Colorado. My first problem is why are they watching this in a bar? It's just later in life. I don't know why it's on TV in a bar. Yeah. But they're interested. You know, it's like a cool story. It's a new story. Yeah. Right. And then you cut over. And you have Stu. You had two people talking, but Stu's at the bar. He says, hey, you want to see someone cool? And it cuts. <laughs> what Stu, did that mean? Stu is there. Why is he there? I don't know. Is this supposed anyway, to be deep? So, okay. Th- this is how the movie ends, right? They're at the bar. This w- random character, because later on in the movie, or in life, this woman and this old man are at a bar, drinking, watching TV. They're like, oh my gosh, this, this crazy story. Do you really believe this stuff? And then you hear someone laugh. The camera cuts over. Lee of Schreiber is at the bar randomly he's laughing and giggling and he goes hey you want to see something and then it cuts mm-hmm. 
The reason he says that is because he says it like two or three times in the movie. Yeah. Before, and he never gets to do what he said. He's like, you want to see something? Yeah. And we don't know what that means. He's just a creeper. But why? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so let's say that's the end of the movie because it is. It is. It cuts. And I fall to pieces plays. <laughs> They're trying to be like funny with their humor. Yeah. I fall to pieces. And because yeah. people literally just fall to pieces in this movie. To black goo. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah. So a lot of questions here. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of unanswered questions. Okay. If Stu is there at the end. Yeah. If, if, if Stu is there. Why? If Stu is there, they, they're trying. Who's phone? They're trying to do that cool thing in a movie where it leaves you like, oh, it's something. It's a mystery. It's gonna happen yeah. again. Well, that's fine. But he was injected with the bacteria stuff. So why? Why yeah. is he there? He just didn't die. He was resistant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So here's my question: Was Stu the guy the whole time? Was he the demon entity worm? Because in the beginning of the movie, he's acting all creepy. Mm-hmm. He's detached and he's weird, and he rubs the thigh of the woman, and he's laughing, and get, and he and he thinks it's awesome. So yeah. he's something's wrong with him from the beginning. Do you think yeah. he's the ancient entity worm, demon worm? I think we're thinking too deeply about phantoms, dude. I have to, I have to know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm not satisfied with these. these you can't. These plot holes are bigger than the than the the freaking. <laughs> I don't know. Hole in something. Hole in my my head. Hole in Lee Shriver's head. God, they're they're massive. Yeah, I um I, I don't think you could analyze a movie like this. I just think it's so incoherent and dumb that well, the, you can't you. It, we have to analyze how bad it is, though. It's so bad. It is bad. So um, tell me, tell me your final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. Some big, some more questions, Matt. The, mm-hmm. the big moth demon. What yeah. was that about? Why was it a moth? I don't know. I I because people I, were afraid of it. I get so that's the that's the thing is that the the monster assumes the shape of things. Yeah, I mean I, I've heard of of giant moths, but they're like the size of a softball. This was like a this was like a vampire. Bat. It was a bat scorpion. It was like a vampire bat on steroids, <laughs> but it was a moth. It was like a big demon moth. Yeah. Um. Why? I don't know. Why not? I don't. It doesn't. This, <laughs> this monster just wants to be everything. Why could some of the possessed people talk? Like a normal person, like Stu, Liam Schreiber, he could sit there and chat you up while he's a he's an octopus monster coming across the floor. The little kid could talk. I guess you just like to shoot little boys. And then everyone else would just open their mouth, Green Mile style, mm-hmm. and sounds would come out of it. They couldn't Demons have talk no or move. Rules. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. and then the Liam Schreiber question, was he the guy the whole time? This movie has so many problems. <laughs> I'm sure the book is does a better job. Mm-hmm. One demon d- Dog out of five. That's not the rating uh, anymore. <laughs> That's the old rating. I'm gonna give this a um, smooth you, move. Don't watch this movie ever, ever, <laughs> or watch it for fun one time with your friends. Yeah, on Halloween or something. Eesh. Just for fun, for a laugh. Yeah. Don't don't watch it though, unless you have <laughs> unless you're doing it for fun. Watch it, but but don't. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah, does that make sense? No. No, no, I'm not. It's funny if you're in a group of friends and you want to have a laugh. If you got a pack of 24 keystones and you I guys mean, are just I, having a good time. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fun to watch. Oh, man. But it was a terrible movie. Yeah. I don't love it. I'm not going to own it. Yeah. Whatever. Watch it once to have a laugh. That's my rating. Have a giggle. Sorry about the... I, I reverted to my old ways. <laughs> If you're we, fine. If we were numeric, it'd be one demon dog out of five, but we're you not. You can give both ratings. I don't care what you okay. do with your life. Okay, I'm done. You go ahead. Uh, this is just a bad movie all around. <laughs> there are so many plot holes. There's so much that's unexplained, and then they try to explain it, and it just doesn't matter. And then even Ben Affleck in this movie is bad. Everyone's bad in this movie, except for maybe Peter O'Toole, and he's not even that great. <laughs> Dude, Ben Affleck's not bad. You, you remember that quote that you... <laughs> told me about from Jay and Bob. That, oh yeah, Jay and Bob. Yeah, that makes sense now. He says uh, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> Never understood that, but now I get it. Affleck so, was the bomb in this movie, so it was worth it just for that alone. Um, yeah, I don't. It's a it's a lame theory because it hasn't even been proven, and you're speculating about it. And it's like it might be a cool idea if it was written by somebody who was competent. I don't know who the screenwriter was, but I think I, it was Dean Koontz. I think I don't think it was adapted by Dean Koontz, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he shouldn't be writing screenplays. Yeah. But yeah, not 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 good. Um, 
there's not even really much I can say other than it was just bad. Mm. Like <laughs> that's that's really all there is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say don't watch it ever. Not even with your friends. <laughs> Pick a better movie to watch. All right. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's a terrible movie. I think we at least both agree on that. I say yes. watch it for fun. You say don't even do that. Don't even do that. Move on to something great. Yeah. So that is Phantoms, January of 1998. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Jay Chappelle or whatever the director's name was. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, cool. So next week, we are going to be, scu- be discussing <laughs> ba-de, ba-de. what movie are we watching? Uh, we're watching uh, Square. Uh, triangle. Uh, uh, rectangle. Um, we're not even naming 3D shapes. Oh, yeah, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sphere. About three weeks ago, a ship laying fiber optic cable between Honolulu and Sydney Hidden obstruction a thousand feet underwater. Cut this cable here clean as a shears. The Navy got interested, sent out a search ship. It turned out that what did it was this. We took this with SLS side looking sonar. This is an aerodynamic fin longer than a football field, bigger than any known wingspan. This is the fuselage. Okay, this is ultra high res SLS bottom scan, came in a week ago. There it is, buried under about eight yards of coral. There's something wrong with that measurement. Pacific coral grows at the rate of about an inch a year. You can set your watch by it. That's right. Yeah, well, so you're saying this spacecraft crashed in the year... Uh, 1709. So you're saying this spacecraft crashed 300 years ago? 288. Well, that's impossible. Well, it's not impossible if this spacecraft came to Earth from an alien civilization. Yeah, so uh, I'll reserve my thoughts on Spear. I've already watched it. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a movie. It's it's yet another um, weird sci-fi film. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. So thanks for listening today. Uh, thanks you, for sticking with it before we leave. Yes. We're going to do our new game show. Yes. Let's do Gabe. it. I'm ready. What is the game show called? Do you remember? No. It's called Guess That Quote. Guess That Quote. Welcome to Guess That Quote. There can only be one podcast. One podcast. One podcast. Yeah, so we're just <laughs> we just want to introduce a fun little segment at the end of the show. And and full disclosure, Gabe is going to absolutely destroy me at this game because I'm bad at oh, quotes. Really? Oh, thanks. I'm bad at I'm bad at uh, remembering quotes from movies and everything so essentially how this game is going to work is we're going to bring a quote from a movie as either famous or relatively well known if it's like super niche and something we would never guess that's kind of lame but yeah um we're gonna bring that quote in we're gonna have 60 seconds every 20 seconds we're gonna get a clue if we can't get it around in the first go around and then uh if you guess it within the 20 seconds you get three points within 40 seconds two points Within 60, you get one point. If you don't get it, zero. Okay. Uh, one one guess per 20 seconds, I think. To keep a cap on it. So you can't just be like, uh, babe, pig in the city. Uh, uh, spear. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So a sample round would go, let's say this is my sample. Frankly, dear, my dear, I don't give a damn. And, and oh, then you, uh, and you, would cl- have, you would have to guess. The, the clock is running. Yeah, the clock is running. So I would say Casablanca. No. And then we, and then you would go on, and, and, and I would say from a 1939 film, and you have another 20 I would seconds. Say, Gone with the wind, and I would say yes. But if I didn't, I would have two more clues that I would give him. So here's a question: What if yeah. I have, a, what if I have a legitimate guess in the first 20 seconds, and I'm wrong, and then I have another legitimate guess? I can't guess until the next until 20 seconds is up. No. Okay. Because then you get less points. Okay. So you, this is like a tough. This is a tough game. You, you don't want to waste your guesses. This is a tough game. Yeah. All right. You I gotta like think it. about it. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, what does that mean? Do you want me to give the clue, f- my clue first, or you? Uh, quote? Yeah, quote. Yeah, so it'll be two individual rounds, right? So I would give you my quote, or you would give me your quote, and then we'd have 60 seconds. Yeah, I know. Guess. I just mean when you say go first, you want to guess first or oh, give first? Oh, um, let me, let's, I'll guess first. You'll guess first. I'll okay. guess first. All right, so you have your timer ready. I do. Uh, so I'll give you the quote. Yeah. And then you'll start it. And I'll start it. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Here we go. Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I got a pig in competition over at the Livestock Pavilion, and I am going to win that blue ribbon. 
<laughs> I'm assuming that you delivered it kind of like the character. I did. I did. My brain is saying Dumb and Dumber? No. Oh, dang. All right. Well, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> you got five seconds until 20 seconds. Oh, geez. And you can guess again now. No. Just give me a clue. <laughs> uh, oh, the uh, first clue is Steve Zahn. Oh, is it... Um... Is it that thing you do? Yes. Yeah, all right. Score. So I got I got two points. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Steve Zahn from the great movie, That Thing You Do. Oh, dang. That, that's, it's going to be nearly impossible to get it on the first go it, around. It just unless... depends. Because that, that, that's, not, that's not an obscure quote if you yeah. love that movie, but I can see how that could be hard. Yeah, if it wasn't like immediately recalled. Yeah, I tried to pick quotes that aren't horribly difficult. But, yeah, same. You know. All right, so let's do uh, let's do this round. Man, now I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I'm ready. I feel the need, the need for speed. Top Gun. Oh my God! <laughs> See, I knew you were gonna freaking cream me at this game. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me something hard. Give me something hard. All right, here. all right. I got something hard for you next three episode. Points. You're three. not gonna get the next one. All right, whatever. <laughs> so it's three to two now. Gabe was in the lead, just like I thought. It was going to go. No, we'll see. So Okay, so, but I didn't want to be too easy because that's like a known yeah. easy quote, but whatever. It's okay. Hey. I think you'll, you'll, you'll get mine next week. I'm just going to start giving you quotes from like Italian <laughs> movies in the 1980s or something. I'm just going to give you dialogue that's not really a quote, not quotable. It's <laughs> <laughs> from a scene. Yeah, just make me guess forever. <laughs> um, uh, babe, pig in the city. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. So, uh, you can catch us on the social meets. The social meets. At uh, Rewind Cinema Pod. On Twitter and Facebook. Yep. And uh, Gmail. Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Natural Anthem for the music. You thank you. Thank you, boys. <laughs> thank you, boys. Uh, Thanks uh, for your music. Find them at naturalanthem.net. And as always, we love you. And, <laughs> <laughs> and until and, next time, uh, watch, watch more movies. movies. Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I got a pig in competition over at the Livestock Pavilion, and I am going to win that blue ribbon.